Hello teachers, how are you today? Hope you are all well. The students are happy in their learning. It's always amazing to see what they can achieve and mostly beyond what teachers have expected, right? This is teacher Andri broadcasting live from Lazuardia Fala Global Islamic School, Depok, West Java, Indonesia. It's a very fine Monday morning. A quiet time before I teach four classes today. Yep, four classes, definitely a busy day. What I would like to talk today is about inquiry-based learning. How do you conduct your inquiry sessions in a class? What difficulties you face and how to deal with them? Right, so don't go away. I'll be right back. Alright then, now we are going to discuss about what is actually inquiry-based learning. Uh, I get this uh, website from teachcloud.com. They have a bunch of uh, educational uh, materials for teachers to look at and within their pedagogy uh, folders they have four phases inquiry-based learning guide teachers for teachers and uh, it says here that uh, quoting from Indiana University Bloomington they said that inquiry-based learning is an instructional model that centers learning on a solving a particular problem or answering a central question Right, so this is according to uh, like experts, but uh, to me, I think inquiry-based learning is uh, more than just answering a central question. I think uh, when I do inquiry sessions within the class, I tend to pose questions, then ask more questions to answer the questions. <laughs> Yes, uh, students get uh, confused at first and they hate me particularly for this because every time they uh, they try to answer my questions, I ask the questions back, uh, how do you know it's correct? So, uh, inquiry-based learning, I think to me, it's more to create an at an atmosphere of this and and competency within students where they keep questioning uh, and they keep uh, making progress from what they have done. So it's not just answering the right, uh, giving the right answers. I mean, like uh, if I just give them like. Uh, mathematical problem or problems then they are able to solve it uh, uh, with uh, with the right answer then mostly uh, it stops right there but f- uh, with the inquiry based learning I need the students to give reasons why they do what they did it's like why you answered that way is there any other way to answer the questions or do you think the questions uh, the answers is correct or why do you think your answers are correct and yes definitely they hate me for this and 
even some of them teacher uh, and teacher andre you make me a headache with all of your questions <laughs> but yeah i think uh it focuses on building the the students capability in uh i mean like in being inquisitive like if they have a i mean like in the future there are lots of things that they there are lots of information and they need to process that and if the way they process is not by being inquisitive i'm afraid that they would get lost i mean like uh in the future there are lots of things right and all right so moving on uh, in the next uh segment i would uh explain about four phases uh of inquiry based learning so what elements that we need to get into uh doing the inquiry based learning in the class okay the first phase or stage of inquiry based learning is interaction so how do you interact with your students uh so how we create an activity in the class that dive into in it says here dive into engaging relevant and credible media forms to identify a need or opportunity for inquiry okay so the tone here is creating the class of the atmosphere that is open minded curious unburdened and playful okay imagine doing that in a mathematics class right so but uh i have tried this for the last couple of years and believe me it's not easy uh mathematics for me as a mathematics teachers we tend to explain everything because we think that if we are if we do not explain anything everything then students would not be able to answer the questions or students would not be able be able to uh to uh what is it to create or to uh perform the procedure needed to answer the questions that's what we try to do right but i think uh i stopped doing that um about a year ago when uh i find out that most of my students they know how to perform the procedure but they don't know actually the concept of it for example uh i it's like uh what is actually addition uh we know that 1 plus 1 equals to 2 but what is it actually what do you do i mean how do you know uh i mean uh, you know because the teacher tell you right but uh how do you know that's exactly uh, or even like the fraction uh what is a fraction uh i mean they know that if they calculate half plus a quarter equals to 3 quarters and they know how to do it uh without me telling it and they find out about it like uh when they are in 
primary years. And when they come into the secondary years uh, in my class, so I start to ask, what is exactly a fraction? Show me a fraction. How do you know it's a fraction? And they start to think about the concept again. And, and then uh, it starts rolling out from there. Uh, I would give some of the examples uh, at the end. Uh, at the uh, end of the segments for this episode hopefully you would still with us and i would continue with our second phase of inquiry-based learning after this okay
All right, and we are in the phase three, uh, of the inquiry-based learning, which is questioning. Uh, here it says that uh, within this phase, uh, the questioning phase, uh, it's a critical phase of the inquiry-based learning process, because there are usually there are lots of misunderstandings between the students and lack of organization and uh it's i think the most important here is uh how we build trust within the class i mean it's like uh it is difficult to uh to create an atmosphere of uh, inquiry for inquiry based learning if the students don't trust the teachers so uh to me uh okay even if okay maybe if you see me uh in physical and things like uh, most of the most of people whom i met the first time say that i'm not a friendly face i try to but it seems that my uh, uh, my stands are a big, uh, not big. I'm small, but uh, I I don't mingle well with people. So that's why uh, I need to have a good uh, position within the class where students can feel that they can trust me. So what I do is actually. I rarely bring books into the class because uh, each students get their uh, get their own book, and uh, I try to give my biggest smile, and then I ask them how are they doing, and then ask about their uh, their private their their lives, their what's happening uh, in the school and etc. And then and they start talking. So I think the idea here is uh when to the tone that we need to set up for this questioning phase is uh let the students to be creative, confident and interdependent. And the curious, precise with questions, self monitoring, big picture thinking, little picture application, that's huge. I mean in order to do that we need to create a small steps and I would say that in order to do that, we keep doing it. Uh, I mean, like I- even for one or two years, it still hasn't been reached. However, in my perspective, if I don't start now, then I would not build anything. So uh, the purpose here with the questioning is usually why we why do we need to learn this? What's worth understanding? Uh are there any knowledge gaps within the students and it's like okay uh, usually i ask uh, from the previous sessions uh, from 1 to 10 uh, how can uh, how can each of you score your understanding about these topics and then they would say what 7 8 okay and then we go further to uh, what we're going to discuss and uh, what have i done in the past that can help them in the situation in the situation moving forward you can actually uh, read this in the in the website teachstout.com thank you very much and uh teachstout uh, gave a lot of uh, great information from this actually right so uh, 
within this phase of questioning, uh, it means that the students are not shy. The students speak up. The students are comfortable in discussing. Not disgusting. It's it's discuss discussing. Uh, sorry, I think I misspell discussing the uh the topics and even if they uh you will see in my uh in my records that uh in my recordings later that some of them uh are not fluent in speaking english but in our class mathematics are taught in english so i need to uh what is it i need to deliver in english but sometimes i start to speak in bahasa indonesia as well so right so that's the third phase um and right now we are moving on on the fourth uh phase but before that after this i would let you to go into my class and see how I conduct inquiry-based learning, right? Okay, right. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Okay, before we continue with our uh, exploration about lines and angles, I just want to uh, ask a few questions first. After uh, you make some drawings with lines uh, previously, can you tell me what a line is? It is line is an uh, element of art. <laughs> yes, Azaila. Something that connect other other dot with a dot with another dot. Okay, good. Something that connects a dot with another dot. Yes. So lines basically made from. Dots. Dots. dots, yes. Uh, little dots joining together and then it creates a line. Okay, and how about angle? What is angle? Angle grip. <laughs> angle. Angle. Angle, not angel. It's different between angel and angle. What's angle? Angle grip. Yes, what's angle? How do you make an angle? How angle is created? By making curves. By making curves. Is uh, an angle a curve? Fakeness. No, it's different. Yeah, angle bukan curve. Okay, kira-kira apa? Okay, kamu apa? Pakai bahasa Indonesia pun, it's fine. No. Kayak jarak. Gimana? Ketajaman jarak. Ketajaman jarak. No, uh, yang teacher tanyakan adalah dari uh, sudut itu terbentuk dari apa? How do you make an angle? Gimana Azela? Garis yang saling bertemu. Garis yang saling bertemu. Yes, it's basically created from two lines, right? Intersect together. Yes, yes, Min. What's wrong? Kenapa? Dia punya 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 punya
Hmm. Uh, two perspectives. Okay, good. Yeah, okay. You can say that. Two perspectives or two what? Two? What's this? What? What's this? It's a What's this? It's a wall. These walls. Yes, two walls joining together, two sides joining together, two faces joining together. That's created a Right. Okay, so if you see there are some angles that you already made, uh, how many angles do you know? Ada berapa angles yang kalian tahu? Okay, kalau bahasa Indonesia, ya ada tiga. What are they? Siku-siku, lanjut, lanjut, umpul. Okay, uh, what siku-siku in English? Um, it's uh, 90 degrees. Yes, it's 90 degrees. How? Uh, I mean, uh, what's the uh, title in English for uh, uh, siku siku? Okay. Right triangles berarti segitiga siku-siku. Okay. Kalau segitiga yang lancip apa bahasa Inggrisnya? Lancip. Sharp. Sharp. Okay. Yeah, you can do, you can say sharp atau apa lagi? What's what's uh, English for uh, lancip? Lancip is acute. You know acute. A C U T E. Acute. So we have acute. 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 Right. We have acute. And then. Okay. How do you know? How do you know? Uh, how do you know an angle is acute? Bagaimana kita tahu sebuah sudut itu lancip? Yes. Okay. If it's less. Then, di bawah it means less than 90 degrees. Good. How about uh, for the angles more than a hundred? Eh, sorry, angles more than 90 degrees. What do you call it? Tumpul. What's the tumpul in English? It's obtuse. Okay. Obtuse. Yes. So that's why if someone call you an obtuse. It means you are a S D U P I D. Okay. Obtuse. Right. So that's why obtuse, right? Obtuse. Obtuse is uh, another word for an angle that are more than ninety degrees, but less than a hundred and eighty. How about if an angle is more than 180? It's a circle. What? It doesn't necessarily a circle. The circle, okay, what's the angle for a circle? 360. 360. Okay. But if it's, uh, so if an angle is between 180 to 360, what do you call it? It's a reflex angle. Okay, reflex angle. Right, okay, thank you. So, uh, after this, we are going to continue our exploration about lines and angles. Uh, but primarily, today we're going to do it with uh, 
uh, with lines in a triangle. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. 
Kalau kau ada tarian itu, kalau kau ada tarian itu, siku-siku ya. Quadrilateral, berarti? Siku-siku. Okay, okay, no. Quadrilateral. What's what's quadrant or quadruple? Four times. It's four times. Quadruple itu four times. Berarti? Kubus. Quadrilateral means? Kotak. Means? Segi. Empat. Empat. Quadrilateral means segi empat. What are what shapes are segi empat or quadrilateral? Persegi. Persegi panjang. Okay, persegi. What is in English persegi? Square. And then? Persegi panjang. What is persegi panjang? Rectangle. Rectangle. What else? Trapezium. What? Yes, trapezium. Trapezium is included in quadrilateral. What else? Bujur sangkar is per persegi. Layang-layang. Yes, what is layang-layang in English? Kite. Kite, yes, good. What else? Yes, belah ketupat. What is belah ketupat in English? Rice. No, what rice? Rice block. It's not ketupat, it's different. Belah ketupat, yes, belah ketupat is rhombus. Rhombus? It's rhombus. Okay. Rhombus. Rhombus is belas ketupat. Okay, next. How about this one? What do you call this? Trapezium. No, not trapezium. Yes, good. Yes, mean the trapezium. What is what is jajaran genjang in English? Jajaran. It's part. Okay. Jajaran genjang made from two pairs of parallel lines. So it means is parallelogram. Parallelogram. Parallel atau paralel? Paralel. Paralel. Okay. So there we already discussed the parallel. Okay. Parallel means what's parallel? What is parallel? Study means parallel. What para what's parallel lines means? The lines that don't meet, but do. Yes, the lines don't meet. So it, so it goes to the same direction. Okay. It goes to the same direction. Okay. Isosceles. We discussed isosceles previously. What is it? Isosceles. Isosceles. Yes. Segitiga. Siku-siku sama siku-siku Sama kaki Yes, it's sama kaki So they have two same sides Two sides which have the same length And same What? Angle Angles, yes Perpendicular 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 Yes Yeah, yeah, yeah Kuat, garis apa? Garis yang membentuk, ya, sebelah berdekat. Two, so two lines intersect and create a ninety degrees. Berarti, namanya kalau Indonesia tegak, lurus. Tegak, lurus. It's parallel. It's perpendicular. Okay, right. Okay, now let's continue. Okay, guys, now let's continue with the. Okay, you open the next page. Okay, 
basically we will be talking about lines and angles. Okay, when uh, from the previous uh, exercises, can you tell me uh, what's significant about triangle? Apa sih yang menurut kalian tentang triangle? Why, why, why it's called triangle, or how do you know it's a triangle? Yes, um, Maria. It has three sides. It has three sides. Okay. And it has three uh, angles. It has three angles. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And total of the angles are one hundred eighty. Okay, total of the angles are one hundred and eighty. Good. And let's see. Uh, about quadrilaterals. Do you know about quadrilaterals? No. Right. Quadrilaterals mean tadi apa? Persegi. Segi empat. Whatever segi it is, ya. Jadi segi empat, it doesn't have to be square. It doesn't necessarily to be rectangle. It can be trapezium, okay? And it can also be like a parallelogram, ya. And what significant about quadrilateral? It has four sides. Four angles. Four sides. Four sides, four angles. All of the four angles is ninety degrees. Tidak. 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 What what significant about a circle? It's round. It's round. It's round. It doesn't have a side. Three hundred ninety. Okay. Does a circle have a side? Yes. One. 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 One side. Good. So if it doesn't have a side, then it's not a circle. Yeah. Then. So then, what? It's not a circle. You're nothing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Next. Okay. Complementary angles. These two 
these two angles yeah. are complementary to each other. So what does it mean? Uh, as if as sorry. No, not divided by two. If it's divided by two, it's uh, I know it there are two angles, but it's not divided. Yes, good, Azayla. So complementary angle means two angles add up. Okay, two of them add up to ninety degrees. So that's complementary angle. Okay. Okay. So four. The supplementary angle is like this, remember? It's 1, 3, 50 and then 360. Like that. So what supplementary angle means? Yes, it's add up to 180 degrees. Okay? So this is supplementary. It is complementary. And this is complementary. Okay, open. Okay, do you have any questions? No. No? Okay, right. Okay, so this is complementary angles and supplementary angles. And also we have, okay, also we have uh, angles at a point. Remember? At a point? Yes, angles at a point like this. All of that? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so what's angles at the point uh, means? It's up to 300. Good. It's add up. Saya tidak masuk. Add up to 360. Okay. So this is angles at the point, and this is supplementary angles, and that's a complementary angles. Any questions so far? No. No. no? Okay. Okay, so you have heard how I conduct inquiry-based learning in the class. Uh, I know that they are they were not perfect and i still need to learn how to conduct inquiry based learning the right way and so right so i i think this would be also the f uh, the close the fourth phase of inquiry based learning is design uh, the idea here is that we need to design an accessible relevant and curiosity driven action or product to culminate, to culminate and justify inquiry. Sorry. Uh, at this final stage of the inquiry-based learning process, and uh, they focused on the design. So, uh, it's uh, the it says like, okay, what now? What audience makes sense for this research? Where can I do good work? What would be cool? What have others before me done? Okay. Uh, it says here that. Uh, the teacher should create conditions and means for collaboration, identifies areas for revision, reflects back on entire process, and this uh, uh, thing that uh, after usually after we conduct inquiry this session in the class, I give them feedback on uh, 
um, which questions that are good and then and I asked them to post more questions even the silliest one some students think that if uh, if they ask silly questions then I would not answer the and I would not answer them but I said to them it doesn't matter whether it's silly or not sometimes the silly questions can can go deep and we can actually think about what uh, uh, about the concept uh, in more deeper also I remember a, there's there's a quote uh, that I get from my uh, my session in uh, Google uh, certified innovator last September from my from from there I learned that it's you uh, that in order to be innovative I need to love the problems or questions not the solutions or the answers because sometimes the solutions that we have thought before is not the correct solution or maybe it's the correct solution at that time but not in a recent time so uh, we need to be very careful with how we answer the questions and it's basically teaching the students to love the questions rather than the solutions is quite hard because we mark by what the answers correct now uh, what I try to do it in the class is that I I said to the students that they get a good credit if they ask more questions in the class or they can uh, try to and they can do some things to uh, answer the questions and they or look for the solutions so i think uh, that's all for now uh, i would be back with some other uh, episodes for how uh, about methods in teaching or other things that are necessary for us teachers and uh, hopefully i could meet you again sometimes and Thank you very much for listening this podcast and sorry for sometimes I misspelled and there are lots of um, and I still practice my public speaking. <laughs> Thank you very much and have a great day of teaching. See you next time. Bye-bye.